Logical Progression, Year 4, Chapter 15, Lesson 2. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, Allahumma salli wa sallim, barak lanabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla, wa anta tajul al-hazna idha sha'at sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya rabbil kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Okay, so inshallah in um, uh, the next two lessons we are going to be dealing with the issue of um, trying to understand um, astronomical signs how it creates for us time as we understand it and then how that relates to the prayer times and so hopefully as a result, everyone will be able to actually understand why it is that they pray at the times that they pray. So this is not easy, obviously. Uh, this is a, a specific kind of science. I'm going to try and uh, do my best to try and explain it. Um, and we don't really need to kind of refer to the text so much, even though the opening statement um, is there, they're ready to go. The Mu'allif has, has said, for waqt al-dhuhr min al-zawal. And the time for Dhuhr is from the Zawal, or when it goes past the Zenith. So clearly, he's ready for action. He's started to now describe the prayer times. Now, obviously, in the book, of, in the books of Fiqh, they're not really, you know, fussed about that, and they're not really going to talk, you know, about um, which exactly, um, you know, what the, what time actually means and doesn't mean. But that's what we're going to do. So we're going to go outside of the text now and use other notes. And these notes will be available as part of the class notes in a, one, in a week's time odd, okay, inshallah. So you don't need to worry too much. Um, and there are a number of key hadith which establish the scene. So that's what I want to do first. Establish exactly what happened at the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Then I'm going to try and explain the science. I'm going to try, okay. Um, so Bismillah. Now, all of the matters of the prayer times revolve around two key hadith from the Sunnah two authentic hadith, all right? And they are simply known as the hadith of Ibn Abbas and the hadith of Jabir. They're known as the hadith of Ibn Abbas and the hadith of Jabir. Jabir ibn Abdullah radiallahu anhu. Uh, uh, these are the two, if you like, uh, fundamental narrations that set the scene. The hadith of Jabir is a very long one and a very detailed one. And I'm going to read it out for you and I want you to listen very carefully. Okay, I want you to listen very carefully. Uh, Jabir, he narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ja'ahu Jibreel, that Jibreel came to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and said to him, stand and pray. And so he prayed the dhuhr once the sun had passed its zenith, meaning it had started to set. Then he came to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at asr and he said, stand and pray. And so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prayed the asr prayer once the shadow of each object had reached the length of that object. Or he said that once the shadow was of the same length. This is Jabir still speaking. Then he, Jibreel, came to him وسلم, at Maghrib. And he said, stand and pray. And so he prayed once the sun had set. Nice and simple. Then he came to him وسلم, at Isha. And he said to him, stand and pray. And so he prayed once the twilight had disappeared. Then he came to him وسلم, at Fajr and said, stand and pray. And so he prayed once the dawn lightened 
or had become more apparent. Then he came to him وسلم, on the next day at Dhuhr again. And he said, stand and pray. And so the Prophet ﷺ prayed Dhuhr once the shadow of everything was the same length. Also note there, that was the start time of the day before. Start time of Asr the day before. Okay. Then he came to him وسلم, for Asr and he said, stand and pray. And so he prayed once the shadow of each thing was twice as long as the original object. Then he came to him وسلم, for Maghrib. But Maghrib is only at one time. And it remained the same. Then he came to him وسلم, for Isha. Isha being when half the night, or maybe a third, he can't remember, had passed. And so he وسلم, then prayed Isha. Then he came to him وسلم, for Fajr. Once it had become very yellow, and he said, stand and pray. So he prayed Fajr. And Jibreel said, what is between these two is the time. What is in between these two is the time. This hadith is 1411, narrated by Imam Ahmed, and it is Sahih. This hadith is a mighty narration. It's a very detailed narration, and it's a very interesting narration as well. And um, you might when we look at our text of Zad al-Mustaqni' and you look at Imam al-Hajawi and you see that he started off with the prayers with the Dhuhr prayer, right? Which is strange because it's not the first prayer of the day, yes? And it's not the middle prayer of the day, yes? So it doesn't make any sense to start off in a fiqh book with Dhuhr prayer. The only sense that it makes, which is a very nice touch, is that he wants to follow the pattern of the hadith of the Prophet because in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, Jibreel came to him at Dhuhr time first, and that's where it all started. And that's where it, yani, ends, it ends with Fajr on the next day. This hadith has mentioned a number of things um, which some of you will not understand as, as it stands now. For example, we got this idea that there is um, the sun, and they reached a point which they call the zenith. And that once it goes past this zenith, and that's technically called the sun starting to set, then that's when Dhuhr starts. Now when we hear sunset, we think of Maghrib. But in actual fact, what you've learned is technically once the sun starts to set, then that's actually what brings on Dhuhr. Then we learn this idea that the sun uh, casts a shadow on everything. And an object, it has a shadow, and that shadow, its length is measured. And that its length, the length of that object, or the, the length of the shadow of that object, it is seen in three kind of con, uh, three uh, categories almost there is a shadow which is existent at time zero and i'm going to explain why but at time zero there is a shadow then it starts to increase and then it will eventually become the length of its own original self plus the original shadow that was at the beginning and then we've had mentioned that it will become the shadow twice as long as the original object so if this is the object and the sun is going across it, then the shadow will be like this at one length, and it will be this far if it's two length. But there's also a point which is interesting, that there's an original shadow. I'll explain that, why that is. Then we come across a concept called sunset, and I'll explain what actual sunset is, the technical definition of sunset. Then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, then uh, the, uh, uh, the next time that he prayed Isha, he said that he prayed 
once the twilight had disappeared. So we need to now define what the twilight is. And you're going to realize that twilight is of different types. And for it to disappear means that certain things have to happen. That is when he prayed Isha. Then the next morning he prayed Fajr. And when he prayed Fajr, it, it basically Jibreel came to him once Fajr had kicked in. So those are the five prayers on the first day, all indicating that they happen very, very early in the beginning time of each prayer. And then the next ones then all refer to the end times of each of those prayers. And we find out something else very interesting. We find out that the end time of Fajr is not the beginning time of Dhuhr, which we all know. The end time of Fajr, of course, is sunrise. And you see that the Prophet ﷺ said that the way they prayed it, it was almost just before sunrise. He said because the sky was very yellow, indicating that the sun has really nearly reached a sunrise and it's already illuminating the sky. So we see a gap period between sunrise and dhuhr. However, what we learn is that from dhuhr until asr, there's a crossover, but they're both back to back. And we're also seeing something interesting. Technically, we might think that asr and maghrib are also back to back. Yes, but the hadith didn't mention that. Do you agree? The hadith in indicates that there was a start time for asr on the second day where it was double the length of the shadow, whereas the first time it was the beginning time. It doesn't indicate exactly when the end time is. For us, we can continue to assume the end time is Maghrib. And then when Maghrib was prayed, it was prayed the same time because sunset is an immediate moment and that's end of. And then the Isha was interestingly prayed quite late. And when we say a third or a half, you might say that's a big difference. How can you get that wrong? Well, actually, it's not very important. Once you've gone past a third of the night, you've gone significantly into the night, hours into the night. And that's the point being made there. So this hadith is very expressive. It talks about a number of things. And I want to try and explain as much of that as possible. And if you need any kind of further explanation, then just put your hand up and say, let me explain. I brought lots of props to help me this time. Okay. I have iPads. I have pens. I have a pocket which has all kinds of great stuff in it. So, swimming pool ball, ping pong ball, white one, ping pong ball, yellow one. Where else can I have? Huh? And what else do I need? Anyway, let's try and work this out. Okay, so this should be the sun. We're going to have to make it the earth, okay? And this is the sun, all right? The problem is, is that I either need someone else or whatever, but let's just assume it like this. <laughs> this is really not working well, okay? This is what used to be like in GCSE, right? Science. This is the moon, right? This is the earth, and this is the sun, right? Now, first of all, there's some fundamental facts that we need to know. The uh, the sun is in its own, own orbit It's doing its little own movements Okay, But the key thing which is in, in movement all the time Is the earth All right, And this earth is going to revolve all the way around the sun Okay, That's very very important And it goes what we call anti-clockwise So it will be going like this Okay, Going around like this And as it starts here okay, As this, sun, this earth It starts going around the, the, the sun The time that it will take To go all the way around the sun will be one year okay so it will take one year and you can and just an interesting point okay uh, there are scientific facts and then i'll add my own pocket facts okay if you imagine the fact that this is going around normally you think of that as a circle yes okay you normally expect it to be a circle however what's interesting is that this orbit that's what the orbit is called this kind of circle it's not actually a circle in the case of the earth 
And why is that interesting? Because if you look at the actual, if you were to divide this into four quarters, you can actually divide it into the seasons. Okay? So up to there, one season, up to there, a different season, or whatever. You can almost theoretically do that. And the reason why I, I can say that is because this shape that it, do, it goes around the earth is a ellipsis, like an oval shape. Yep. And an oval shape is uh, uh, stretched out at the ends. So if you imagine that um, if this was a perfect circle, it would go around like this. Yeah. Right. If it was a perfect circle, if you're looking at it from a camera point of view, then, you know, like this, it would go around. But actually, it's going around like this. Okay, an oval shape. Makes sense? And so, this is where it will be, then it will go like that. Okay, so it's obviously further here, isn't it? Yeah? And it's further there, and it's closer here, further there, closer there. So it's got two equidistant parts there, and it's got two long parts here. And... Is this what, sorry? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It will all, this, uh, everything is moving, but it will maintain, these will always maintain that, uh, gravity will maintain that distance. I mean, this is subhanAllah and the miracles of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right, right, every single thing is moving. Okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, everything is in its full, its own orbit. Every single thing is swimming in its own orbit. And so, whilst this is going around, then everything is, takes exactly, you know, one year to do. And this, whilst it's moving around, the earth is also spinning. And it's spinning anti-clockwise. And for one rotation of the earth. So, while this is going around, it's also turning. It's also turning. Also turning. And it takes exactly 23 hours, 56 minutes, and 4 seconds to turn. So, it's a full 24-hour day, basically, when it turns. And the ajeeb thing is, is that that remains constant with literally one point, I think they said, like uh, uh, the difference of 1.7 milliseconds over the last 10 million years. Yani this kind of yani exacting uh, level. Um, and it does that by the force of gravity, whilst the sun is moving as well, whilst the, uh, the, 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 not the, gal the galaxy is moving as well, and the solar system is moving as well. Oh, everything's all moving. And if there was a tiny change in the, gra the, the gravitational force, the earth would fry up. The earth would be destroyed. They would crumble, it would crush, the planets would go like this, whatever. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Anytime you start doing astronomy and looking at it, it will blow your mind. You just have to just put everything down and stop. Anyway, so this is moving around like this. What's interesting now is that we are, if we were to yeah, they make this kind of the, a yearly thing, we are nearly about here. We are coming close to June 21st, which is the, the solstice, right? And the solstice is at the very far ends. And that's what creates the very longest day, but also the very shortest day. So when it gets all the way over to here, you have the longest day possible, right? And then when it gets all the way around to here, you've got the very shortest day possible. And this is all because of the angle. Remember another thing here as well. I'm showing it to you from a, uh, in, in a physical fashion on a straight 2D plane. The reality is this though. If you look at this, this ball and imagine this is the earth, you'd expect the earth to just be straight. Okay? You know, like just up straight. But in actual fact, this earth ha has a tilt. And so what we have is that neither is this straight. This is at this kind of angle. 
all right so this isn't straight so this is at this kind of angle whilst it's going around and neither is this straight so neither is this straight this is also at some kind of you know little dodgy angle which creates its own ajib thing so this is this is spinning like this whilst it's going round and this has always got a position of an angle at it and why is that important because that is going to therefore create a certain experience for us on planet earth okay what are those experiences it shows you know when we look at how the sun rises in the morning we see it rise in the east and then it moves all the way across and then it sets in the west that's what it looks like of course the sun is not moving at all relative to us the sun hasn't moved it's us that has we've moved so the sun is actually where exactly where it is but subhanallah the angle and the movement of our 24 hour day makes the sun look like it went up like that and came back down like that but the sun doesn't move anywhere the sun stays where it is but it's because of our angle on the axis and the way that this is rotating that the light on the earth is actually moving and so because we are going anti-clockwise and moving anti-clockwise that double anti-clockwise motion it looks like the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west that's why when uh, for for qiyamah when the hour will be established and the sun will rise in the west okay you know people don't actually understand just what a big statement that is people are thinking emotionally emotionally people are thinking the sun should rise there but instead it rises there okay which is crazy that must mean that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that happen and therefore the day is uh, it's the it's the, it's the final day it's qiyamah okay and then you know the earth is going to split asunder and the whole you know it's all going to go to part yeah but what people think is that it's going to be some kind of like um, what, what, what do i want to say uh, uh, people see it too emotionally just look at the science of it just look at the science of it for that to happen i just told you that the sun isn't moving anywhere so in actual fact when we say the sun will rise in the west the sun's not rising in the west actually the earth will start turning the different way on the different uh, the different axis so you're going to completely turn everything upside down on the earth and so you can imagine if we are talking about the earth over millions of years being kept within millimeters yani of the sun at all times or whatever okay and then suddenly it being completely turned around in in terms of its direction the whole it's going to implode the earth's going to become dust a galaxy is going to become dust and the universe is going to become dust it's going to be complete yani destruction obviously we have a hadith on the matter which complicate the issue and i mean that word correctly because obviously we shouldn't say hadith complicate but it does and people struggle to try and understand it and these are the from the matters of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what we say is allah allah knows best for example the prophet said in sahih bukhari that the sun goes and prostrates under the arsh of ar-rahman every single day and he seeks permission from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then to then carry on the next phrase we there are people from who have deviated from the sunnah and actually not just deviated from the sunnah they eventually end up losing their religion because they can't understand it and they can't marry it with the deen uh, marry it with real life because we know that the sun is not doing the actual physical movements for sunrise and sunset they're saying so what has that got to do with yani what has the sun perm- uh, seeking permission and the sun yani being underneath the actual arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala got to do with the actual sunrise and sunset that we know the answer is Allah ta'ala a'lam and it doesn't we don't need to get ourselves into the situation where we start risking our deen and iman and everything right so is that do you understand this kind of reality so as the sun moves around so once the sun is here obviously when this moves this way for 12 hours 
where on that side then we'll get darkness and then as we move around again okay as we move around again then we'll be exposed to the sun again and so we get light okay now let's think about the following now we know how we get light and how we get darkness how a day lasts and how a year lasts we also have learned that the angle of the sun creates a situation on the earth that there will always be a shadow that is coming from a certain angle that will create a shadow and that's because nothing's in a straight line there's always an angle the interesting thing of course is that the moon is at all times over here and the moon is doing its own so i'm just gonna have to put the sun down but this is how it's set up okay that's how it's set up all right now imagine the sun is still there what's happening is that whilst this is running around the 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 sun this is doing its own little tawaf as well see what's happening so this is going round and round and round this is going round and round and round so they all go round make sense okay and that's why you have this idea of um uh, and so uh, because look at the size of the sun yeah and look at the, the size of the earth and that's why you will always see the moon because the moon doesn't itself project light the, the when we see the moon bright is because the sun is reflecting light off the moon and so it's always seeing it okay a eclipse a lunar eclipse is when they are completely perfectly lined up at a certain distance so that it, the light is completely blocked and the solar eclipse is something which is very rare that's when it goes like this yes in its orbit around hits that perfect sweet spot and then it basically it's so far away because if it's close there's no way it's going to happen but because it's so far away it blocks the solar the the the, the sun and that's why we see the sun disappear and then very soon because this is making a quick yani orbit it will quickly move around again and then that's why the sun comes that's why eclipses only last a few minutes okay all right is that clear from that kind of movement all right now let me explain to you what happens in a on a on a on a on a day let me now bring up this diagram here okay um can you see that everyone see this so we want to see this online and we want to see this um online and on the screen okay so what you're looking at all right is imagine you're looking out the window okay um i want to actually bring it back to me i need i need i need to show you something okay if you're looking out of a window all right again i've told you that the horizon as far as you're concerned is where sky meets ground now if you're in on the sea then you're going to be looking out for miles if you're in a desert you're going to be looking out for miles if you're in a mountainous area it's effectively the tips of the mountains whatever you can see is relative to where you are if you're in a city it's the city tops the hilltops whatever but it's when you look out and you can't see and basically it comes to a halt is that is that clear that's the horizon number one number two when it comes to actual light and i'm going to start with fajr okay i'm going to imagine that it's midnight and it's really dark outside and we're not talking about during uh summertime we're talking during winter time where everything's all nice and la di da it's very clear we have a very clear night we have a very clear day in the uk because uk has a special circumstance which we're going to explain in a minute and so what you see is complete darkness first of all the prophet warned us of a thing that happens every single morning but we don't see it sometimes which is called the false dawn al-fajr al-kadhib okay al-fajr al-kadhib the lying fajr the false dawn and that's a phrase which we know in english as well the false dawn when people use it in literary sense in a creative sense they mean that something happens before its time and it's not the right thing it's not the real thing the real thing is coming this is the fake one 
The false dawn the Prophet ﷺ described very accurately. He said it's a light which lights up the sky, but he moved his hands like this, his finger, he moved like this, this direction, to show very clearly that it's not a light which is spread on the horizon. Remember, I want you to look out your window, we're still looking out the window, we're still looking straight ahead. And we know that action for us, our deen, our day, our salawat, everything, they all start when light appears on the horizon. Okay? Also, prayer becomes prohibited when the sun arises on the horizon. Okay? Remember, there's a difference between there being light on the horizon and the sun. I want you to think and imagine, as I'm going to show you in that diagram, that the sun, because we can't see it, because we're revolving, is under the horizon. But when it's coming close to rising, okay, when it's coming close to rising, when it's an hour and a half off actually the horizon, the light will start to shine up. Okay? Now when it's far away from the horizon, that light is very weak and you only see a little whiteness on the actual horizon itself. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُلُوا وَشْرَبُوا حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمْ What? خَيْتُ الْأَبْيَضِ خَيْتُ الْأَسْوَدِ مِنَ الْفَجَرِ Until, and eat and drink until it becomes clear to you. The thread of the dawn, the white thread, from the black thread of Fajr. That white thread is the crack of light that can be seen on the horizon from a sun which is about 90 minutes away from bursting onto the scene. And as you can imagine, as that sun goes up, obviously I'm explaining it as the sun going up. It's not. We're moving around, but it's like the sun is going up. As it goes higher and higher and higher, the sky starts to become brighter and brighter and brighter. If you were to turn around and go to the window on the other side of the house, you'll see pure blackness. You'll see pure blackness. It's pure dark. But now you come back to this one, this is where all the action is. So now you start to see the light diffusing up and everywhere, and on the horizon getting brighter and brighter. And it will carry on getting brighter and brighter. And suddenly, then the sun will then break free and the disc will appear. And it's the second that the disc appears on the horizon, that's called sunrise. That is looking east, correct. Where we are, that is looking east. That is a sun rising in the east, okay? And then, it will then, and then that's when prayer is prohibited, etc., etc. Now, what I want to say to you is that this coming up to the surface is what the real Fajr is. It's all about the horizon. However, before we go there, I want you to remember that the sun is always shining on the planet. Always shining on the planet. But because of the way that we rotate, and because of our angle, we will have darkness. But... Darkness and color in general, when it comes to our experience, what we see, is a function or an expression. It's an expression of a number of things. It's an expression of the sun, the angle that the sun is actually shining on us at that moment, what time it is, i.e. how far are we rotated into the day and night. It's a function of also where we are as a people on the planet. So for example, when you look at, if we, this is the earth, okay? And there's a line here, if you can see, that's the equator. And the line around the equator is a very, very stable place. If you live on the equator, like in Africa, like in Asia, and so on and so forth, then you will find everything's very stable. You have your, your whole year, your, your Maghrib is 7 o'clock, for example, and your Fajr is at 5 o'clock. And there's no variation, 10, 20 minutes here and there. It's yeah, and very stable. Your day is very nice and easy and straightforward and simple. Now, we have... A ways of being able to find our location on a world map longitude which is uh, longitude which is this uh, horizontal lines and latitude which is the vertical lines now we uk northern europe and and canada 
are very high latitude countries, which means that we are on the top part of the actual hemisphere. So we are up here. Now, what this, what, what, uh, this, this is very important, very, very important, because when we are up there, it means that we are affected by the angle that's created in the summer every year when we get to when we get to this no swap now this is the sun okay because of this angle like this remember i told you that we are not any straight we're at a little angle and we're going round there is a scenario where even though we are rotating even though we're rotating we're so high up on the hemisphere that we won't get true darkness ever if you're right at the top like the Arctic and, and some parts of whatever, they will have a period of time when they're rotating. Watch this. They're rotating yeah, for that two, three-month period of time, six-month period of time, okay, six months, yeah? And they'll get light all the time because they're so high, all right? If, imagine, it, this is quite simple to understand. Imagine if you're living on the equator, okay? Watch the sun and you're living on the equator. If this is moving, right? Now, if you watch my finger... All right, I'm the finger, right? The f I know you can't see it a bit here, but I'll show one thing. As this is going around, my finger goes on the other side of the sun. You see? And then it appears again. And so I will get a day and a night as I'm going around. This is like, this is a three-month journey. This is a six-month journey. But as I go around, if you live on the equator, you will see darkness. However, if you're up here, yeah? Does that make sense? And you're at an angle... You can be rotating all the time, but I'm still facing the sun. This is a very rough way of explaining this, but that's how you're going to get constant light all the time. Now, if you are on a country which is not just at the top, but slightly lower, i.e. high northern latitude, you do get darkness, but you get a residual amount of light every single night. And that's going to start in a couple of weeks' time. In a couple of weeks' time, for the next three months, we will be in that scenario as we are every single year. And what actually happens is that we never actually experience a real dark night. We get a night. Remember, whatever happens, midnight will always be the darkest that a person will experience, even for us in the UK and in Northern Europe. But there will be no, there will always be twilight. And I'll explain that in a minute as well. Okay. What was I explaining before? Um... Oh yeah, so I, so I was saying that uh, light that we see in the sky is an expression of what time of year it is, what time of the day it is, the angle that it is the sun is making with us, and our position on the actual globe. Are we high latitude, northern latitude? There's another very important one as well, and that's dust. Okay, the actual president, the, pre, pre, the actual presence of atomic or zodiacal dust. And zodiacal dust are, are of different particles, of different elements and whatever. They're floating around. And every time the light uh, rays hit it, it creates a different angle depending upon what's happening in atmospheric conditions that day. And it also brings different color as well. And there's a presence of gases and so on and so forth. Now, every night, a good few hours before sunrise, there is a phenomenon called zodiacal light. And zodiacal light is zodiacal dust, which is in the atmosphere, which is reflected off the sun, which is shining, okay, even though it's nighttime. And it then creates this white, it's not, never red because of the angle, it's a white collection of light, which is quite bright. And it's described, it, it, it's like a column. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in one hadith, he said it's like a wolf's tail, meaning that it curls. 
meaning that it comes down and then it curls. It doesn't spread straight across. And the Prophet ﷺ in the other hadith as Imam Zuhri then demonstrated, he said it's like that in the sky. Meaning if you look up, you'll see it. Now it's difficult to see in a city because light pollution is another expression which affects the amount of light that we see. And if, you, if you're in a proper dark place, then you will see it. And it's like a white column of light. Prophet ﷺ said that that is not the start of Fajr. That's a warning sign that Fajr is close. Alright? Then that will disappear. Because the angle is changing, and then you will start to then see the normative light that will develop on that actual horizon. So I wanted to make that clear. Now let me show you on this di- on this um, on this uh, thingy. Where's the pen? Can you see? Yeah, good. Yeah, that 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 just illustrates what happened to the pen here. Oh, here it is. Okay. So now let's uh, use this. So, this is now again looking out of our window and looking at the horizon. That straight line is the horizon. Are we there, Shaz? Yeah? Yep. Right? So, I want you to imagine that when it's uh, uh, nighttime, okay, now we're going to turn science upside down and just use baby kind of fiqh uh, uh, and baby science, okay? When in Australia it is midday, okay? It is midnight, effectively, for us over here. Alright? So, this is the sun. Can you see that? That's the sun. Huh? I have. Is it not come up? I have, Yara. What do you draw? That orange thing at the bottom. <laughs> huh? Reduce the thingy a bit, Yara. Come on, Shaz, Yara. Honestly, Yara. Honestly, Shaz. No, Shaz. Never up for it, Shaz. Honestly. Oh, Shaz. Come on, Shaz. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yara, what do you want me to do, man? Okay. No one, if, if people are going to hate on my drawing, I'm going to stop this lesson right now. All right. So, the sun, okay, it will... Obviously, sun is not making its way up, but by our rotation, it looks like it. So the sun is now moving in this direction, okay? And as it's becoming in this direction, it's becoming darker in Australia. It's now coming towards their Maghrib time. And we are now 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? And suddenly, the sun will come, it will keep going, and now it's like 3 o'clock, now 4 o'clock. And at 4 o'clock, the sun is now here, all right? Just imagine, okay? Here is the sun, all right? Now... Over there in Australia, it is about to become Maghrib. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not about to become Maghrib, but it's starting to get dark. Okay? Here, with us right here now, okay, we, if we were to wake up right now, this is what you will see. Okay? The sun will start to be... Its light is going to start to spread. Okay? Now, remember, you are looking at this horizon from your window, all right? And you are starting to see on the horizon the beginning parts of light. But it's very faint because the sun is so far away. Does that make sense? Okay? And that sun has got a long way to go. And this is happening in the east, but you're seeing it. But the the light will still spread this way. Now, as this sun starts to go further, okay? And then further, right? Yeah? All right? then its light is going to start to become 
brighter and then even brighter does that make sense and that's why if you were to for example wake up just before sunrise you will see like it's virtually a normal day all right and then suddenly the sun will then break yani free and it is now above the horizon the second the sun appears above the horizon it is now sunrise it is impermissible to pray okay as you can imagine the mushrikeen the polytheists of mecca at that time the prophet ﷺ prohibited us to pray at these three times which i'm going to de describe because it shows the sun at its, at, at its most magnificent because the sunrise is an incredible sight forget the beauty of it it's the fact that something comes from nothing you just didn't know and suddenly huge sun is there right and then maghrib as well and then when it reaches its high point up there as well we'll come to that in a second so at these times we can't pray now once that sun now starts to now move upwards it will just keep going so then and then it will just keep going keep going when is it permissible for us to actually pray when it's clear of the horizon how far off the horizon does it need to be the prophet ﷺ said a spear a spear length now i want you to listen to this a spear is only like two two meters right it's a stick but this above the horizon it's a hundred million miles above the horizon but it's one of those you know i like i told you you know if you do that kind of thing you know when you got something big and you put your fingers around it yeah so the idea is that if you were to put a stick down in front of you the sun has got to clear the stick and if the sun clears the stick then you know that it's clearly above the horizon does that make sense yeah so that's what it means so it needs to be clearly above the horizon and that's why we say that once the sun has started to rise you're looking at about 20 minutes 15 minutes to 20 minutes that you allow for the sun to clear the horizon is that clear then the sun will start its yani morning uh, part you will see what's very interesting is that the sun is not warm it's not warm at this part okay it keeps going up keeps going up then we have a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where we had duha described midday, uh, the mid morning. Okay, and the Prophet ﷺ, he said, uh, 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 Jabir, I think it was, who said, an, that the Prophet ﷺ would pray duha when the camels started to go in because it became too hot for them, the baby camels. So if you imagine, that is about this part here, and that's like in 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 in, in Saudi, whatever. That's like a nine o'clock kind of, you know, nine o'clock kind of uh, flex, maybe ten o'clock. Where it starts to become a bit warm okay so that's one of the times then as it's going to go higher it's going to go higher now remember color as well when it's when it's low okay when it's low like like here all right when it's low like here the angle that it's creating with the dust which is everywhere so you've got all this kind of crazy dust everywhere okay right but the angle then that it creates when it when the light hits this these particles creates a very yellow color the lower it is the more yellow it is okay but the higher it gets when it goes higher and higher and higher it turns what color white okay and so it's like this and then it's white it's white it's white and that's why at, at its absolute yani peak high point right when you look up at the sky you can't look at it it's bright white burning white make sense yeah and so now you, you see the sun at its highest point now let's describe this point of what it means to be at the zenith the zenith okay is the very highest point in the sky that the sun will effectively reach all right and we can say like for example that's here all right now if you can imagine i give this example all the time 
that, I remember all this time the sun is not moving at all but I don't want to say that because you'll get confused right but it looks like the sun is moving the sun looks like it's moving like it is when you play when you're in that fairground ride you know the fairground ride um, um, the uh, pirate ship yeah put this on this thing I'll show you Shaz yeah the pirate ship you know it it swings yes it's a pirate ship so you sit in there and if you sit at the end it goes like this and goes like that and it goes like this and goes like that goes like this and then it goes all the way up like that yeah all right and then it kills you you die you scream you ask for your mom everything okay and then it goes yes it doesn't go like this it takes you all the way up and it pauses and then it falls make sense yes or no everyone know what i'm talking about yeah so when it reaches that high point and it pauses that is the second haram time of the day it is the sun at its most hot its most magnificent and its most still it's at its zenith point and that period of time might take 10 15 20 minutes as well all right and when does dhuhr actually kick in it kicks in when it collapses when it starts to actually set like in the fairground ride you fall down yes scientifically that's the the, the sun it's going to stay at that very position for maybe a few seconds because surely it keeps moving here. So it's the earth is continuously moving yeah, so your point is is that if it's only a few seconds why are we waiting 20 minutes is that your point Yes, so I tell, I, 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 I tell you why it's not a few seconds. It's not a few seconds because, and this is a very good question, subhanAllah. You see, Abdul Basit is saying scientifically that that kind of holding point is in reality only a few seconds. How do we know that? Or how do you know that? Because the, the, yeah, the answer is science. Okay, uh, yeah. that's what you need to say. <laughs> okay. The, 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 the point I want you to make is that it's your knowledge of science and not a normative knowledge. It requires scientific instruments. It requires calculations, etc., etc., etc. Yes? And here's the thing. The Prophet ﷺ said that our nation is an unlettered one. And so therefore, every single aspect of our lives has to be practical and the people on the ground have to be people that are not scientists. And so the reason why seconds is translated into minutes is because our measuring function is going to be what? No, the shadow. Okay, you can't look at the sun, you can't see it move. No one can look at the sun and see it move. Literally, it's impossible. Yeah, okay. People don't, you know, I don't know if you're, I, know, I don't know if anyone's as weird as I am, but I like to stare at the small hand on the clock. <laughs> there's, there's a... There's an intrinsic buzz in looking at that clock and seeing if you can physically see it move. You don't do that? Am I the only one, huh? I'm the only weirdo, right? Because it's easy to see the, 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 the other hand. You can see it. That's not enough of a challenge. You can actually see the hand move over one or two minutes. But it's real skill to be able to see that one move. And it is moving. That's the whole point of a mechanical clock, that it's moving so precise, whatever, is that if you look closely enough, you will see it. Now, that's just over, an, uh, over five minutes or whatever. 
You're talking about the sun, which is hundreds of millions. You're not seeing the sun. And so the way that you're going to measure it is the shadow, which I'm going to show on this diagram uh, now how we can see it. And that shadow is obviously not working to 0 0.0 seconds or whatever. It's working in minutes. And it's adding on a lot of kind of error time, which is good, which is good. It also brings up another point, which I think um, it also brings up an interesting point. Actually, I can't uh, go into this thingy now. And um, this lesson has to be short. And that's why we have a second lesson um, because of <laughs> more than one reason. But um, just to finish off this session now, and there won't be no questions for this session, um, but the next one there will be. There will be. Um, uh, one of the reasons why um, it's important to understand the, why it's such a good question is because I'm explaining the science of it, but you don't need to know so much of the science of it. What you need to know is that that's why these things happen and our estimation of the times based upon these scientific yani, uh, movements is enough for us to uh, determine our prayer times. And that's why you have two approaches. You have the people who say, no, no, there's another one second left and whatever, and they work everything by seconds, by clocks, and, and so on and so forth. And then there are those that say, but there is some laxity there. There is five minutes and a few minutes here and there and whatever when it comes to the time, the changes of times and so on. And we covered this in the chapter of the Adhan. And it's the best of all the evidences. And I repeat it to you again to close this lesson. And that is that the Prophet ﷺ had two Mu'addins. He had the Mu'addin of Bilal, Bilal and he had Ibn Um Maktoum. And Bilal is the one with super 20-20 vision and Ibn Um Maktoum is completely blind. And Fajr, okay, its actual yani, uh, entry is something which needs a very, very accurate ability to be able to see it. And you don't want to get it wrong. And so what makes sense, we know that when Bilal was making the Adhan, there's no Fajr at all. Whereas when Ibn Maktoum is making the Adhan, it's for the actual Fajr, the actual legal Fajr that will make our prayer permissible, start our fast, prohibit food, etc., etc. It's a very, very important thing. So you wouldn't think that you'd give that to a blind guy, you'd give that to the 2020 vision guy. So with the Prophet ﷺ giving the first issue, which is a nothing, it's just the middle of the night, you don't need to see anything, make the adhan and just tell the people, hurry up, yeah? You'd give that to the blind guy, but he didn't. He gave that to the 2020 vision guy. And instead, to the blind guy, he gave the actual real adhan. He's blind. So what does that mean? He's going to have to rely upon people. When you're relying upon people, what's interesting is that a person is therefore now not depending upon himself but upon others. And he's not going to be happy with just one person saying it. He's going to want to hear other people and other people. So he's going to want it to become so obvious that a number of people are going to have to have told him, no, no, it's in. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, it's in. What about you? You, you, you think, yeah, yeah, we're telling you, man, it's in, it's in, it's in. Go for it. Now, in, in, in means that the minutes have passed. And it's not like a crack of thingy. It's proper in which shows that there is this kind of indicated laxity, not laxity, but flexibility, I think is the word I'm looking for, when it comes to the actual times themselves. And that's clear to see even in the handover from Dhuhr to Asr. If you look at this hadith, we, see, we saw that one prayer starts at the, uh, when the shadow is equal, and the other one ends. So who's going to be able to work out the exact second when that happens? Do you know what I mean? You can't work it out. It's a rough estimation. And so there's that kind of flexibility which is built into the system. Anyway, uh, unfortunately, like I said, this session has to be short. But inshallah, uh, the next session will um, will cover all questions and we'll continue with this. Bismillah. Um, with the rest of the uh, diagrams. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. 
واستغفرك اللهم واتوب اليك والسلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته